0: Hi, this is Ms. Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Louis Sheets. Louis is the director of Chaffetz Center for Entrepreneurship at St. Louis University. He has an extensive background in new venture planning, concept consulting, opportunity creation, marketing, and marketing. And strategic planning. Woo, that's a lot, that's Lewis. A you're awesome.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And
0: you're new, new, new to St. Louis. I Welcome am. to St. Louis. I am
1: new. Thank you. I'm, I'm I'm very pleased to be here. I'm having a great time.
0: So North Carolina. Mm-hmm. You hail from North Carolina.
1: That's
0: right. Um, and you lived there all your life, My life. and now until it's like, last oh, November, <laughs> here we we're going to go to St. Louis. I'm sure we're a little bit different. Um. But, I mean, just just tell us. Give us some ideas on, on the difference between North Carolina and St. Louis. Um,
1: well, all joking aside, the weather is a little bit different the little. last couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> just, oh, yeah. welcome. Yeah, that's, that's
0: a welcome fun. wagon right there. <laughs> I, I
1: actually think there's a lot more similarities than differences. Very the, cool. The people here are amazingly friendly, open. Um, the collaboration so far has been fantastic, and that got me excited and made me want to come here. Uh, the university, the students. There's a lot of similarity in terms of drive and energy and excitement around entrepreneurship. Um, and you combine those two, that's like my perfect uh, kingdom right there. So that's why I'm here. So uh, the the weather uh, is uh, funny, but um, but it's 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 no big deal. I, I joke about when I was being recruited here. Someone said the weather's not that different, and then. I went into Home Depot and saw a snowblower, and I said, Ooh, we don't sell Wait, snowblowers. Wait, hold on, in our on a second. <laughs> <Someone's> up here. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, in all seriousness, it's been fantastic. Yeah.
0: Yes. Well, yes, our weather is that way. <laughs> so, um, and that's cool. So, entrepreneurship, I mean, I'm an entrepreneur. I mean, it, it's so, I feel like I'm surrounded by entrepreneurs. Where we're sitting right now in Shock yeah. City Studio, which is in Medici Media Space, is entrepreneur collaboration. Uh, But this has been a part of your life for a long time.
1: Yeah. I I really have lived parallel lives for the last 20-plus years um, as an entrepreneur and an accidental academic, really. I've created several companies. Some have been successful. Some have not. In the classroom, I've tried to combine that practical knowledge with the theoretical components of entrepreneurship learning uh, and really focus on developing an entrepreneurial mindset in students. Uh, That can lead to new ventures and and new products and new services, Um, but it really is about finding a pathway of success for them. Um, So it doesn't need to be a new venture. It could be joining someone else's venture or even going into a large organization and being entrepreneurial in that and create value early on.
0: Right, and it's, it's a tough thing being an entrepreneur.
1: Yeah, we. I, I I start most classes with entrepreneurship is not easy. It's worth it, but it's not easy. And as soon as you recognize that, you, you'll 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 be better prepared for the really tough days. There are really right. tough days in entrepreneurship where you don't. There's not a rule book. There's not a plan. Right. You have to create your own pathway. You have to you have to draw the own map, your own map to be able to figure out how to get to point A to point B. And that ambiguity drives people crazy a lot of times. Right. And that creates uneasiness and anxiety. But once you get through that, you realize that the worth is there for that journey. And when, that's, that's what I try to do for students is build that confidence, encourage them to try, and recognize that they, they can do it. It's just a matter of um, getting them in the right place.
0: And when you f- fail which you know is going to happen, but it doesn't have to be looked at as failure. It's, oh, okay, I'm going to learn how to do this differently. Like, Don't do that again. All right, how shall I do this differently? Um, and I also think that it takes that feeling of, well, I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, There's yeah. no way. I mean, I would find it so difficult to go back into the working world after yeah. being an entrepreneur.
1: You become unemployable, is what I always say. I
0: think so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like you wouldn't yeah. want me working for yeah. you because I'd be like, "Can we? Let's try this now." You yeah.
1: know? <laughs> I, I think to your point about the failure, like failure is—it's a taboo subject for a lot of people, and they don't want to talk about it, and they—they don't, they don't embrace it. And f- the way I try to approach it and try to encourage students to look at it, it's more about failure is only when you quit. Right, like as long as you continue to, to move forward, and and one of my quotes from uh, Kay Yao, who is a famous basketball player, I mean basketball coach, um, she said, "If you're going to fall, fall forward." And that's sort of like the mentality of always learning through that failure and keep pushing forward. Uh, that'll change your perspective and not, and it won't be as bad, right? And, right. and really, right. you know, let you focus on the worth versus the ease of um, doing entrepreneurship.
0: And Shafitz, it's, it's you guys are doing so much interesting everything over there. I mean, Trisha has shared about the the St. Louis startup. Mm-hmm. What tell us more of what's going on there at SLU?
1: Yeah, Tricia is one of my uh, cohorts in entrepreneurship and leadership over at Shafitz, and we're um, you know part of the reason they brought me to SLU from North Carolina was to take the program to the next level in terms of engaging students across the entire campus really focused on developing entrepreneur set, uh, entrepreneurship mindsets across the uh, students, across the entire campus, building that collaboration from the business school to other schools on campus. And then beyond that, Like I, I want our students to be embedded in the ecosystem uh, to understand uh, what drives entrepreneurs, how they can be of help. Maybe that's where they want to land after college to work. Uh, so focused on engagement, embedded, embeddedness is two of our main components in entrepreneurship, there's already a lot of com- pieces here that are working really well. Like right. SLU Start is our i program where we focus on developing technology uh, that the faculty are creating inside the labs, for example, into commercial companies or products. Um, we also do that on a student level, um, encouraging them to pursue different entrepreneurial ventures through classes and th- through co-curricular components. And we're, we're going to re-up uh, mentorship programs, competitions, and in, uh, in the clinical model that I did at NC State, uh, creating SLU's own version here as well to, uh, to uh, change the perception of what entrepreneurship is for those students.
0: That's I, I love it. And I mean and I I love that we have this going on in St. Louis. Yeah. I think it's huge and it's big. And and I mean I'm sure you've read we're we're such a startup town. That's yeah. a yeah. that's a deal here. <laughs> so um part of the reason why I also wanted to talk to you is you know Trisha Bagsby and she's she's heading up Be Heard, yep. uh, women in leadership conference. Tell us about that. Like what is your take on what's happening?
1: so for be heard or any any student it, it's our job to be their advocate mm-hmm. right so whether it be underrepresented race or underrepresented gender uh, which is typically female and black in our in our groups right we need to be advocates for them to to put them get them in front of investors get them in front of customers give them that confidence that they can succeed just like anyone else so events like be heard gives us that platform um, and there is also an opportunity to create role modeling for students as well. Um, typically, we don't see as many females in the, in the spotlight of entrepreneurship. We need to change that. We don't see underrepresented minorities in the spotlight in entrepreneurship. We need to change that because it helps those students that are 18 or younger really see that there's a pathway. Um, and it's about connecting the dots, not just showing one entrepreneur, but showing many entrepreneurs at different levels, different industries, different experiences so students can connect with something that's meaningful to them and, again, find that pathway to success. BeHerd's a great example of that.
0: It's. I'm excited to be a part of it. And I know, um, you know, one of the things that you just said made me think when you were talking about getting in front of investors, that sounds scary, mm-hmm. you know? And I And so, what do you do to prepare? I mean, I'm sure... Th- I'm sure it's a lot more than what you can say in a few sentences, but just give us an idea.
1: Well, it really boils down to building relationships. I've raised a lot of money in my parallel life as an entrepreneur, but I never raised money from someone I didn't know. And what I mean by that is, being able to connect with that investor over periods of time, you don't just walk into their office and pitch them and then they write a check. That's sort right. of no. the Shark Tank <laughs> uh, uh, made-for-TV reality. That's not uh, thats not reality. It's, it's more about building relationships over time, building trust, building credibility, and building the story. And once we get students to recognize that, and that goes back to my point about embedding them in the ecosystem. If we get our students... Meeting with investors and mentors and advisors when they're 18 to 22 as students, when they go back to them at 24 or 26 to raise money, they've already built a relationship with them. It's right. not starting from scratch. So we're really focused on um, those components of you know, social networking, building meaningful relationships. I've always said it's what's t- happening today is important for me in, in terms of engagement with students, but the real value is what happens five years from now where I'm not the bottleneck and they feel comfortable being able to reach out to those mentors, advisors and investors or customers and be able to grow on their own. I'll still be here for them, but I'm not the bottleneck for them anymore. Right. Yeah.
0: I love that. And I mean in relationship building, it that's important everywhere, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, I think that's the, you know, if I mean as a organizer for a TEDx, you know, if sponsors don't just show up at your doorstep because you're TEDx. Right. Even yeah. though people think that. Like, no, even though you're the cool kids on the block, it doesn't mean that they're going to just show up with money. I mean, there has to be that relationship that's built and that alignment, which I'm sure a lot of your investors, it's like they have their interests, what they would like to see, right. what, what they can really get behind to be passionate about. Um, I And I just love that. I mean, I'm, I'm jealous that <laughs> when I went to SLU, this wasn't a big part of what was yeah, going yeah. on because I would have been all over this at the time. I mean, I think I would have, but it for me, the whole um, entrepreneurship just came from – I don't really like working for yeah. anybody else. It just – really, I mean, that's where it came from. And then I liked working from home before it was – Cool. The thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to yeah. do. So I was like, and not having to get dressed up for work. That was my other thing. I'm like, ah, yeah. why do we get dressed up for each other, yeah. you know? Um, so a little bit about, you know, with with moving here to St. Louis, like, what have you seen? What have you done? Mm-hmm. What have you liked?
1: So my wife and I are very adventurous. So we we have been to—I uh, was just talk- on the phone before I walked in, and the, my buddy said, you'll run out of life before you run out of restaurants to try. There's so many great restaurants here to try— Bars, the beer scene is amazing. The outdoor scene, the the number of parks here just is a. Um, it's just I just can't believe it, right? We spend every weekend at a park, um, at a brewery, you know, trying new restaurants. That you know, outside of uh, engagement with students in the classroom, you know, that's that's the fun part of being here in St. Louis. Um, and for us, it's it's a new adventure, and oh, we're yeah. so excited, yeah.
0: Yeah, and all the different neighborhoods and what they yeah. offer.
1: I love the connectivity, too. The, the neighborhoods, in terms, they're so unique, but they're so connected. It's right. really cool to see. You know? Oh, very yeah, cool. Yeah.
0: So, do you have a place in St. Louis you haven't been that you're thinking, oh. I really want to go check this one out? haven't been there yet.
1: Oh man, that list is too long. Very long. <laughs> top of mind.
0: It doesn't uh, have to be the
1: exact. <laughs> so, so I'm a I'm a pizza and wings person. I like to ah, to try pizza and wings. Okay. So I've gotten. Um, I've been to the hill. I've tried uh, Urban Chestnut has great pizza. I've got a, a list of pizza places, including Emos, which I know is very polarizing for some reason. People either love it or hate it. It's yes. still on my list. Yes. Yes. Um, Wings. I I'm still. I haven't been to Salt and Smoke yet, and um, uh, Cyberg's. I, I've heard those are two good spots. Cyberg's we've got to try is really out. Yeah. known for the wings. Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, I did try out Fenton Bar and Grill this weekend, which is a little hidden gem. That was a great wing place. So uh, I'm building up my my knowledge of wings and pizza in the city. But, oh, yeah, I love
0: yeah. it. You need to get
1: an Instagram account. Just
0: <laughs> yeah. talking about. Wings and pizza. <laughs> Sunday night pizza. That's uh, that's what I do. <laughs>
1: oh,
0: fun! Yep. Well, where have you guys landed in St. Louis? I know you're just gonna you're you're not you're not committed. You're leasing mm-hmm. to start so you can get a feel for the area. But where have you landed,
1: yeah, this is a big move for us. We we've lived. My wife and I've lived in North Carolina our entire lives. So we're leasing over near Botanical Gardens in the Shaw area. and right area. Yeah, we we love it. The the you know, the walkability, the coffee shops, the wine bars, the, like it's it's a really cool spot. So um but that's that's actually making it hard because there are so many cool spots you could end up uh, living in St. Louis that uh, it might take us a year just to, to see them just all. Just to get out of the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, oh, I yeah, love it.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're here. Yeah, um, you. And, you know, Patricia Bagsby has only said amazing things about <laughs> you, which she's spot on about everything, so we love her. I have to I pay have, her
1: for marketing. <laughs> I have some
0: fun um, kind outside of outside-of-the-box questions okay. I want to ask yeah. you. Okay, so... As an investor, I happen to be stalking you a little bit, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Hmm, Short Walk Wines." Yeah. It seems that that uh, that you are an investor mm-hmm. in Short Walk Wines, which is in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite wine there to purchase?
1: Ooh, so Short Walk was actually a company my wife and I started together. Ah, um, okay, really out of. Uh, filling a gap in downtown Raleigh, it was going to be a lifestyle business, but I can't stay in that. So we're going to expand, open another one in North Carolina, and hopefully one in St. Louis Saint eventually. Louis. Yes. Um, my favorite wine is a wine from France. It's called um, La Petite. Uh, oh, I'm missing, I'm forgetting the name. It's got a little owl on the label. Uh, my wife's gonna kill me for forgetting. It's probably me. La
0: Petite Owl in French. <laughs> Something
1: like that. <laughs> uh, it's great and it's so inexpensive. It's like fourteen ninety nine a bottle. It's oh, amazing. Nice. So I, I fell in love with it. It's actually one of the original stories of why we started the wine shop. So is that, that the bottle.
0: brand, or is there a particular like red, white? Uh,
1: so I love their rosé, but their red is fantastic as well. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. why
0: short walk?
1: Um, so the the idea behind it was uh, to be able to be convenient for people living in downtown Raleigh, so it's just a short walk away., uh, it's really about creating that unique um, small batch uh, uh, opportunity to buy wines without having to hop in a car. And it didn't exist in Raleigh before we started that. and and why we think it might work really well in St. Louis is because of those small neighborhoods and connectivity. Exactly. People like to get out and walk and and there are some great wine shops. We've already found several. Be built on that same premise, so we'll have to find that hidden spot where we can replicate it here too. Love
0: it! Tell us when you're going to open it. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll come to the grand <laughs> opening. All right, this is kind of a funny one, but um, is there an article of clothing from your childhood you happen to remember?
1: Hmm. Uh, sure. Yeah, I would say so. Growing up in North Carolina, growing up an NC State fan. Um, NC State won the national championship in basketball in 1983 and I was uh, like 10 years old so I remember the shirt I wore for probably a year celebrating that national championship and I'm, my mom probably still has it so yeah, oh, yeah.
0: fun <laughs> it's like you have to use it to make one of those quilts or I mean, yeah, you see exactly. where people do yeah, yeah. stuff we, like I that. think we have
1: a box of our kids shirts to like, make a at quilt some one day point, yeah we'll do yeah. that yeah, exactly. yes i love it yeah.
0: so i am a lot about kindness i think kindness is mm-hmm. uh, i i i start with kindness. I love kindness. I think it's crazy important. Um, is there, and this is just top of mind, any kind of kindness you witnessed, received, given?
1: Mm, that's a great question. Um, <clears throat> I've received a, an amazing amount of kindness from students. Uh, it's really what drives me is the impact that I can, that they give me uh, and try to give some back to them. So, the uh, a big change was moving to St. Louis, obviously, and leaving NC State after 20 years. And the words and the um, messages I got from students was, uh, it really has changed my life in terms of recognizing how important they are and how awesome they're going to be. So um, that was an act of kindness I wasn't expecting, but really it was warm to me um, And I think it sort of drives me. I I want to create that same environment here for SLU students, that they realize that I do care, I'm authentic, I'm, I'm really here for the long run for them. And the NC State students saw that, and that meant a ton. I think I can replicate that here as well. I love it.
0: I love it. And it's important. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, I mean, it, and I can feel it. And that mm-hmm. is exactly what Patricia said. Patricia <laughs> shared. She's like, he's so authentic.
1: He's very passionate <laughs> yeah. about
0: what he's doing. Yeah. And I mean, and that, that is what you need to do to really create the, you know, or help these kids to get to where they want to get yeah. someday. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Yeah. What is your wife's name?
1: Cindy. I can't yeah. wait to meet her. I yeah. get
0: to meet her too. I yeah, her. absolutely. We so, have to
1: get her on the podcast. Does she Talking about love, wine. <laughs> uh, yes.
0: And does she love St. Louis? Is, she, is
1: she does. Enjoying she it? does. Uh, we have our boys are grown, so they stayed in Raleigh, but we have our dog here, and she uh, gets out and explores the city every day with him. And um, and on the weekends, we explore together. Uh, she, Slue, did a great job of recruiting her as well. So, um, she fell in love with the people in the city really quickly, and um, we're very excited to be here.
0: Very cool. Yeah. Okay, what's the dog's name?
1: Jordy. Jordy. <laughs> Jordy. All right.
0: Well, and, and hence so many parks, right? Yeah. Jordy's yeah, probably exactly. loving Exactly. He I'll loves
1: to, Tower Grove I'll have and Park Park. i have to Fark share Park. some cool yeah, things yeah. with
0: you about dog places. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, Lewis, thank you. I am welcome to St. Louis. Thank you. Thank you for being here to thank be a you. part of our, or, well, part of St. Louis you and part of our startup world and...
1: I appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Thank you. The welcome has been very warm, and and you've added to that. Thank you very oh, much. yay. We <laughs> love
0: that. All right, everybody out there, you have been listening to Mishmash. Tune in, be kind, and love you all very much. Bye. Bye.